0: Y'all, we wouldn't be here without Youth Scene, the organization that sponsors this podcast, How to Be Queer. Youth Scene envisions a society where young people are empowered as individuals to access non judgmental and unbiased treatment in every aspect of their lives. They encourage the creative creation of a community that celebrates everyone's worth, d- diverse characteristics, and dignity. Youth Scene provides mental wellness, resources, education, and support for all the LGBTQ communities, including youth and their families. So head on over to Youth Scene, that's youth, S-E-E-N.org, and click on connect to give your money to support this organization dedicated to supporting our queer, trans, black, indigenous people of color communities.
1: Hey, balls of magic. Welcome back to How to Be Queer. Hello, I'm back again. How are you, Alex? Who are you? My name's Kim. My pronouns are she, Her. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them, and welcome to how to be queer. Before we do anything, you guys know what we're going to do. We're going to thank our sponsor. You've seen S E E N. If you have been listening to this podcast, you have absolutely no excuse not to go over to their website and click that donate button. Right, Alex,
0: all the monies,
1: <laughs> please support this organization. They not only bring you this podcast, but they also do. I'm going to have Alex. Would you tell everybody what you've seen does?
0: We do lots of things, mental wellness. We have a program called Trans Camp Scene. Yeah, all the things. All the things, events,
1: so many things, my brain's exploding. But they're an amazing organization. We would not be here without them. It's important. Listeners, please go and uh, shoot them a couple dollars and say, thanks for all the work that you do in the community. And we've got two very special people with us today.
0: We do. I'm so giddy right now.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first and tell our listeners who you are? You're, we're sitting at our kitchen table together. Captain Underbite is running around somewhere.
2: He's outside. I see him. My name is Felly. name is Demeter, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, my pronouns are uh, whatever you want, as long as it's good intentions. But if I have a wig on, you better call me your highness. <laughs>
1: welcome felony
2: hi
3: and
1: who's our other guest
3: i am zara mr meaner um i accept all pronouns but when i'm in a wig i want to be called she her um but when i don't have a wig on all pronouns are accepted yeah
1: well welcome to how to be queer thanks for having us
2: i'm excited to learn how to be queer yeah (laughs) because you know i'm doing it wrong apparently (laughs)
1: Listeners, I really hope you're ready for quite a journey over the, the, the next, well, however long, we never really know how long, because we're a highly produced podcast. We never really know how long we're going to talk for. So we just kind of talk. But one of the reasons why we wanted, well, besides the fact that we both, we love you both so much. I
3: love
1: y'all too. Our listeners, you heard about our wedding extensively on this podcast. And these were two people that were a part of our wedding, which is amazing. And thank you again for being, thank you. for that making was it. Making so it such fun. a special day, but there is going to be another podcast and you guys are going to be the host. Can you tell us like a little bit, like what, what are you planning to do? Um,
3: we're going to talk a lot of stuff,
1: a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You
0: can totally drop shit. You can yes, drop whatever, you, can drop whatever, whatever you want. I love that.
2: Okay, yes. good. What else can I say? <laughs> you
1: say everything, everything, okay, good. all of it. <laughs> So, the, I was sweating. So, now I want to start. So, you guys are going to start your own podcast because, and we want whoever's listening to this podcast, like you, you're going to want to go listen to theirs. But tell everybody who wants to go first and just tell our listeners, like, who are you? You guys are looking at each other.
3: We are looking at each mm-hmm.
1: other.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, who are we as the podcast or who are we as individuals?
1: Who's, I want to know who you are as individuals, and then we'll get more into the podcast. Oh man. So both but, of you are very well-known. Yeah. Very well-known performers.
2: For, for a good minute. I moved here at the end of 03. So I, I guess we're well, beginning of '04. Uh, Actually it was December 17th, 2003 is when I moved here. Where did you move here from? El Paso, Texas. Oh I didn't yeah. Know I from a from desert Texas. to this. I uh, moved here in the snow. I, I about turned around and <laughs> uh, yeah uh, stupid move. <laughs> stupid but um yeah uh, 03 and um I didn't yeah I hated it no I still hate, fucking hated
1: <laughs> I'm with you
2: yeah yeah so I don't know why I'm still here uh, yeah I do but yeah um moved here in 03 uh, I didn't start doing drag immediately I think I started it in February of 04 I competed for Miss Gay Colorado and um I got runner up um who won uh tracy edwards is her name okay uh may she rest in peace um she's great but i should have won best gown <laughs> i don't doubt that <laughs> did, didn't you do <laughs> drag in, in texas too i did i started in 2000 so i've been doing drag for 21 years now she's a classic awesome. an oldie but a goodie yeah that's like in dog years it's like 85 <laughs> <laughs>
1: drag years is the same yeah. as, as dog ears, pretty
2: much yeah I feel like it yeah <laughs> my
1: toes at least say they it's,
2: it's been 84 years
1: of, of being in high heels and running around I can't do it for five minutes so I don't know how oh, I don't know yes. how it's usually alcohol is involved
2: or lots of marijuana in my case I spoke the marijuana
1: so tell me what got you started in drag or what was the draw for you? Uh, well, I, the draw, there wasn't
2: really a draw, to be honest. The first time I seen it, I didn't know. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Um, but um, how it all started was uh, one of my friend, good friends, David, uh, Super Dave, back in El Paso, was the manager of this place called San Antonio Mining Company. And uh, he was having a birthday party. And one of the drag girls dropped out. And he said, hey, I know you know Janet Jackson. I was like, yeah, I
1: i'm sorry hold up a second
2: you know jana jackson or you know her like you know how to be her okay got you oh i wish i did meet her once and that's a whole other story that was (gasps) february 26 2008
3: (laughs) you're good with dates (laughs) this is amazing
2: (laughs) only significant dates you know things that really um meeting
1: jana jackson would be a significant (laughs) it was absolutely
2: well We'll go back to her, but, okay. um, yeah. Um, and so he asked, he, he said, if I get you dressed up, would you perform for me? I said, yeah. You know, so someone got me in drag and I performed, I did Janet Jackson. Then I did Missy Elliott and then Bjork. Uh, it was, and so then I just got bit by the drag bug and been been doing it ever since. Yeah. And yeah, that was like September 27th of 2000.
1: And you're still doing it. Yeah. And very, very well known.
2: Thank you. I've been yeah. sleeping with lots of people to do that. <laughs> Please, hurry up.
1: All right, Zara. <laughs> okay, we're gonna give oh Zara a Oh my God, I love you so much. <laughs> when did you, when did you, are you from Colorado? Did you come to Colorado and when did you start your drag? Miss Zara. So
3: I am a Colorado Denver native, um, born and raised here. Um, and I started performing in drag. That's when I count it is when I started performing. I started performing in drag in 2014 and it was actually Halloween, um, X bar, the bartender, um, X bar
1: is Kelly. The, the, the Kelly is, uh, presents as female. Yes. Uh Uh-huh and wears like a knit hat with like long hair. I have many a lesbian friend that is obsessed with Kelly. I'm obsessed with Kelly. Okay.
3: I would always be like, oh my God, if I was a lesbian, we would be together. Yeah. I would tell her that often too. I was like, I just want you to know that if I was a lesbian, we'd probably be in a long-term committed relationship.
1: Yeah, one of my friends that listens to to this podcast she's a lesbian every time you would go to (laughs) X-Bar, she would be like,
3: there's Kelly. Kelly's hot. (laughs)
1: I think Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of lesbians in Denver Mm -hmm. know Kelly. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry.
3: So Kelly asked me to host their um, Halloween costume contest. And I said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, And I asked if I could perform and I performed, I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus. (laughs) People are going to be really mad that I hesitated on that. I forgot (laughs) for just a second. (laughs) And it's raining men.
2: Hallelujah.
3: And I I didn't stretch. I do remember this. I didn't stretch. And I went into a split and um, pulled a groin muscle. Ouch. It was, yeah, it was painful for like six months.
1: Oh. That sounds painful. So w-
3: usually if you see me in like the dressing room before shows, I'm like stretching. And people, are was like, oh my God, you stretch? Yes. And everybody should. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: she stretches are <or> used as
3: poppers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whatever is quickest.
3: Whatever is quickest. Whatever I
2: have time. I don't have time. Poppers, (laughs) give me poppers. I'll get loose real quick. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you, Alex, (laughs) you have you when when you're performing drag as tray suits. You have performed with both of these individuals here as well. Yes. I imagine the backstage area with you guys to be like super super fun and like high energy is that really what it's like backstage at drag or you guys kind of like all in your own heads
0: sometimes backstage is more fun than on stage yeah that's where the show really is i'd rather stay
1: backstage (laughs) so tell me like give us it for for those of us that are just sitting out front with like our dollar bills like what is it like behind the scenes
3: it, it depends on the show, what's going on, how many people are involved, um, who's involved, because some there are some shows are like, ugh,
2: I'm here performing, ugh,
0: damn, it's not gonna be a good night. People's energy affects it,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. The crowd and then people backstage too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's always a good time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. We talk a lot of
1: shit.
2: Yeah. Then- and now I bring music everywhere I go. It's, it's always so a party. Awesome.
3: And it's surround sound. Like she has all these speakers all around. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a good time yeah That yeah, stage like, is always so much yeah,
0: fun i remember um <laughs> <laughs> you and i you you were talking to someone you're like oh my god and when and then we started doing this t- it was of, kindly- i was lip syncing zara <laughs> who was like oh my, I'm oh my god t- yeah so one of the one of the queens was
3: putting on her lip and she overdrew her lip <laughs> And so she starts freaking out. She's like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And so everyone stops and it's like oh, what's wrong? Like, oh my god, was it she's like my that. <laughs> and so we're like, uh, and then I think it was um Veronica at the time, yeah. Um <laughs> was like, just draw the other side the same way. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Yeah. Backstage is a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it is way more fun than being on stage.
1: So take me then. So as the non-drag performer here, I want you guys, and all, this is a question for all three of you, because I know you, I'm, I'm looking at my wife here. I know that you've had a lot of experiences out on the stages as, as Trey. So when you guys come out from your backstage, you guys are having a great time together. You're going to perform. You guys are, are full-time performers too, or, or were. So, what do we consider full time? Like yeah.
3: yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: It
1: seems like you perform a lot. <laughs> yes. At, like how many days a week?
2: At least two. Yeah,
1: so, and it's mo- and it's usually like weekends, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. and later at night, or sometimes mm-hmm. you guys do brunches. Brunches.
3: Oh, yeah. I try I to stick brunches. to brunches.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like people get shit faced at those brunches,
3: though.
2: And give you all their money.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> See, this is what I want to get yeah. into. So,
2: Money's better during the day than it is at night. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So much, like, hands down, 100%
1: better. People tip yep. better during the day. When they're at brunch, they come with dollars. Like, yes. they know that they're here to get to tip the performers. And yeah, it's a and different
2: crowd. It's yeah. a straight cis crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not used to uh, drag, you know, like us, LGBTQ, gays, whatever. We've seen it all. Mm-hmm. And you are know, like, okay, well, we've seen that already. Yeah, but the you straight... The street the
3: street straight people come the drag
1: Why become. do you think that is
2: TV? Yeah yeah RuPaul's really brought mm-hmm. that out there in the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's very accessible now. Mm-hmm. It's literally everywhere.
3: right so everybody wants it mm-hmm. And so- everybody does it like all bars, especially LGBTQ, BTQ um, IA+ bars and clubs there there's always some type of drag
2: element. And now we're invading <laughs> all the quote-unquote cis places. You know, we're doing drag brunches there. Mm-hmm. There's, I swear, there's a drag brunch, million drag brunches over the weekend. Like, really, there's... Um, You want to go to a drag ranch, you can
1: find one. So, how does it feel for for any of you? Like, if you're in a cishet place doing drag versus an LGBTQ place, like, is there, does does there feel like a difference for you as a performer? Or is it just like, no, the crowd's here and they're into it? They treat you better.
3: At the cishet bars,
2: they do. They treat you better. They They pay pay you you better. They give you what you want.
3: They treat you like a Rue Girl. Yeah. Yeah. They're like that we is- have a drag queen in house. Let's let's take yeah. care of them.
0: Let's, yeah, let's that is amazing. Yeah. So there's a
3: drag entertainer here. Let's take care of them. Yeah.
0: Oh, go ahead. I was just I'll say I feel like I've taken more risks on stage being at a cis head bar than I do on mm. in a, in, the, in the LGBTQ spaces.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Um, I think the word that pops up right away is just no. I mean, no matter there's still the fear of judgment judgment of like you're in your own community but you're still afraid of being judged and then it's like counterproductive or kind of backwards but in the cishet bar it's like ah fuck it yeah they're gonna like it they're gonna like it it no matter Mm -hmm. what yeah yep
1: so for, for, so this is funny because a bunch of times when, when Alex was doing drag, I would invite our cishet friends to come with me to see Alex perform and they would Google, right? Like, what do I need to do when I go to a drag show? So for, uh, That's I know,
3: awesome. I wish more people, <laughs> more so, people did that.
1: <laughs> so for any of our listeners out there that are like, well, I want to go to a drag brunch. Can we talk about like what you need to know when you go to see one of you perform? Like, what do you want the audience to know?
2: That you're there to have fun. So first and foremost, have fun. We've seen some people that just go and just...
3: Yeah, just sit there. Like, why are you going to come to a drag show and just sit there?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Like Like you want people up and into it. If you ever wanted to be ratchet and loud and crazy, like going to a drag show, that's your time to do that. Like be loud, be crazy, be free.
2: Because that's what we want.
3: Yeah, the more that you give to us, the more we're going to give to you. And I think that's what's so awesome about like straight crowds is they're just so excited. And they're like, yeah, let's do this. Oh my God, they're here. This is great. And you get that energy and you're like, all right. I'm going 110% full Mm -hmm. force. Let's do it.
2: Versus 60. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Doing 60
1: today. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other like dues? Like you, I know what, and I, you guys, I, I can't even say it, but what's the thing around dollar bills? What do you always, always tell the audience around? Having tip your that oh that's what i like to say see i feel like that sounds tip way better coming hoe. out of your mouth than mine if you <laughs> yeah. like it tip it if you don't like it
0: tip, tip it. it five dollars so...
2: <laughs> yeah it's always give me more <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so show up at a drag show with wanting to have fun being totally out there bring your dollar bills your five dollar bills because mm-hmm. you tip your performers that's mm-hmm. customary right yep and then when 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 you, you you y'all were amazing and and making our celebration everything, but there was some, there were a couple of things that happened in ours that I was like, oh, some of our guests are not familiar, and there was the walk through when someone's on stage. Can you guys talk about like that's a definite don't, right? Because it it's is. a
3: show. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't go to a concert at a Janet Jackson concert and go walk, walk up across. on stage.
1: No, I
2: need to go to the bathroom. I'm just gonna walk across. <laughs> Her performance. Oh, excuse me. <laughs>
3: sorry, My, Janet. Sorry, sorry, Janet. You're I know performing. Your
2: performing. Like yeah. I gotta pee.
3: It's just rude and disrespectful. Like there's a performance space for a reason. Um, so just let the entertainer have that space, and you just stand there or sit there and enjoy it. You don't need to be walking through. Yeah, and if you don't Unless want to see it, you go have around.
2: A hundred dollars.
3: If you have a hundred dollar bill, then I will. I. That's just me personally. No, it's
2: not just you. <laughs>
3: I'll let you walk on stage. Yes, yeah, but you, you got to walk that up stage. to me first. Mm-hmm. Hand me that $100 and then you can yeah. go to the bathroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but bar it has to, the to be a $100 bill. If it's anything less, I'm going to kick you in the face. Or if it's like
1: 100 if it's like 100 ones. <laughs> I'll take it. It's yeah, 100. I'll take it. That, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. It's, it's still $100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what, the other thing I see people do a lot is they, they, they cross the boundary of touching. Yeah, and...
3: And, like, I, I understand, like, they're excited. Booze is usually involved with drag shows. So I get it. But, yeah, maybe not.
1: Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, keep your hands
3: to yourself. And I try to, like, I touch people all the time, but I try to get their consent, you know? Like, hey, is it okay if I touch you?
1: Yeah. If anybody's
2: listening, you have my consent.
1: So you're okay with touching? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and I'll
0: say like, when I think about the different venues around town, you know, there's there's some stages that the audience can't touch you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then the then the bo- like like X bar that it's just the f- like you have a space on the floor, but there's no space between you and them. So it's like you know, you remind people like stay back, but they still are like it. Maybe they're drunk or whatever, and so there's actually no f- physical barrier between you and them, and then it becomes even a little bit more precarious sometimes.
3: And I think the problem too is like you'll tell someone hey don't you know touch the entertainer or don't walk across the stage and they continue to do it it. that's when it becomes a problem like okay yeah you didn't know so I'm gonna let you know don't you know um get on the stage when an entertainer is performing okay but if you're gonna continue to do it I'm probably gonna kick you out right I'm probably gonna ask for management or security to kick you out like we shouldn't have to tell you two or three
2: times to stay off of the stage.
1: I feel like that's too, when like alcohol comes into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they just turn into assholes, you know, that's like,
2: "Ah, whatever, Mm -hmm.
1: whatever, whatever." it's always that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've talked about this on our podcast a lot too, that sometimes in the, and I would notice this more at X bar than, and boy, like I I guess I'm just going to drop all the places, but At X bar, I noticed this, that even when we would go there as a couple and we would be like, oh, we're going to see a show, not when you would even be performing, but like it's late night, we're going to go out and, and, you know, we're dancing and stuff. There would be, uh, there's always the people there that are voyeuring a little bit. Mm. And that to me was always, it's, and it always it seems like it's a couple where the, the husband is like, Hey, look at those lesbians over there. Do you think, honey, you might want to, I'm like, we're not here for your. So we've talked about that a lot on this podcast of like, if you are a, a cis het person and you are going into queer spaces, that space is not about you taking up space. It's exactly. oh, but it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I have a funny story. So <laughs> I have a straight friend and he uh, will sometimes come out <laughs> and he's very attractive and so <laughs> gay man will hit on him <laughs> and I literally will just back up and just stand there and just watch, and it is so much fun.
1: So how does he react? Is he just like, "I'm he's okay, like, No, He's like looking
3: thanks. for help, like, "Hey," and we're just like,
2: <laughs> now you know a half, mm-hmm.
1: But he keeps coming back. Yeah. So he's okay.
2: Yeah, he's fine. I want to meet him. Yeah. yeah. I want to meet him mm-hmm. with, so my, wig on. Him on. <laughs> with yeah. my wig on. With my wig on them. Yeah. I will. I would. I'll do like. I hey, officiated really his wedding in the bathroom. Yeah it's a little inside joke you and his wife what
1: oh. so- <laughs> Ooh, little joke for shame. Oh. oh rosie came to say hi hi rosie games rosie. Rosie so, so so tell me a little bit about so when we're i'm going backwards now so you both come to denver or you're you've always in denver but you start performing what was it like as a drag performer coming onto the denver scene give me the good the bad and the it was I hate to say it, it was kind of whack. It was.
2: Yeah, well, for me, it was. I moved here and no one wanted to, me to, well, I was like, hey, let me perform your show. Let me perform your show. This is, you know, what I've done. Because I, I was already Miss Gay uh, El Paso by that time. You know, I have competed in, I was a pageant queen when I moved here. So I competed in Miss Gay Texas, which is one of the biggest contests in, as far as pageant scene goes and prefer, you know, drag. Awesome. Yeah. And Yeah. Um, yeah, no one wanted to deal with me at all. It wasn't until, um, I don't even know when, um, when is, shoot, HIV Awareness Month, when is that?
3: December? Isn't I was gonna December? say, I think
1: it's December.
2: Okay, I don't think it was maybe till, some. well, maybe it was the summer of 04. Um, my friend, I moved here with two friends, and one of them was a the manager of Dazzle Jazz Club. Oh, at the yeah. Party. Okay. And uh, Nicole Summers, hey, girl, if you're listening, um, wanted I to. I love her. Me, too. She's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was having her HIV uh, fundraiser, uh, and um, she wanted to have a at Dazzle. My friend said, hey, if you want to have the show here, you have to put my friend Felity in the yeah. show. Yeah. And so I was putting the show, and then people were like, oh, my God, who's this bitch? And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I've been here for a minute you know trying to talk to you motherfuckers and now finally so it was really that was the time when i was finally seen in denver and then i was asked to do the show guest spot guest spot and then um yeah then i paved my way Mm
3: -hmm. yeah it's about knowing yeah it's about who you know um i've always been a performer um i was a musical theater kid my whole life um so i was always performing but um it was Kelly. So let me go back a little bit. Okay. So I would always go out as a social queen. I call myself a social queen. I never performed. What's a social, social like queen mean? Getting dressed up in drag and just, just going out. Okay, just
1: to hang
2: out. out. Okay. Hang out. okay. Kind of so like the do, Halloween queens.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would do that all the time. And that's how Kelly like knew that I like did drag and like just asked, like, hey, would you be interested in hosting this event? But like a lot of my Performance experience comes from theater.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: it was never like, I knew I could perform. Like that was never an issue. It was just trying to get that opportunity. And surely, Delta Blow is another. Ooh, this is good speakers. Hold on a second.
2: It's good microphones.
1: Okay. Is Captain that an automatic um, door opener? No, this is a <laughs> Bo, please be quiet <laughs> silencer. Oh. <sir. laughs> We use it that. gives him a so people are that you're used to this that we're captain underbite at some point through every podcast makes his 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 presence known but we use a um that's actually rosie but we use a little it vibrates on his neck and just is like a, hey you're okay like stop oh. barking calm oh. down oh. Oh. Yeah. So it's not
3: like a shocker i
2: no, no. that for some of my friends yeah
1: <laughs> they when they when we were training Bo. Um, they had us hold the collar in our hand and then they would, you know, you press the button and it just, it, it's like a weird sensation. It's not, it's almost not a like a vibrator. It's I'm not like that, that. into a, chastity <laughs> it's like a It almost feels like extreme pins and needles.
2: Oh, like when it's, your leg is waking up. When you're like, oh, I waking. hate that feeling. I do
1: too. Ooh. I don't like it at all. And that's that how me. you showed up too. Yeah, and so it's just supposed <laughs> to be like. <laughs> so, so when you so you guys get here, you it's you were saying it's about who you know. Yeah, it's all which about sounds like know. it was for you too. It was getting yeah. like somebody that you knew at Dazzle. Yeah,
3: okay. And now I feel like it's a little easier <clears throat> with social media to like reach out to a show producer and be like hey if you have any um spots or openings please let me know um and i so i i would perform every now and then and then i lost my job and this was 2017 i lost my job and i was like i need some money so i really started reaching out and that's when i really started becoming a regular on the scene because yeah. I was like, I need some money. <laughs> so I was reaching out to everybody like, hey, if you have any show opportunities, performance spots, please let me know. I'll accept anything, a paid spot, a tip spot, just please, you know, just let me know. And that's when I really started meeting more and more people in the drag scene that are involved in the drag scene.
1: And then you're, ta- you're I mean, you're so, you, you both are so incredibly talented. That I'm sure once one venue started, did you find that every venue was open or were there some that were like harder to get into than others?
2: Well, for me at for my time, it was, it was once they seen all doors opened. Yeah. It was, yeah. There weren't also very weren't there weren't very many black queens on the on the scene at the time. So yeah, I was uh one of the premieres um from the beginning. So which is sad. But but, yeah, doors opened wide, very wide for me.
1: Do you feel like there's representation now across queens and kings and non-binary performers that's all identities, or does it still feel?
2: Oh, it's so many now. Mm-hmm. It's so many. And, and it's that, great. And
1: that's
3: great. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. yeah, yeah all is. all people are represented now. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah,
2: we just don't have any straight ones here. Thank goodness just kidding they're okay too. i guess they're on tv now
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's a straight drag queen on rupaul's drag race this season
1: so that's like for this is something we we also talk about on here a lot is understanding because alex i'm gonna ask you to 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 refresh me with all of this that because when you were getting back into so you were in drag when you were younger and then left it for a bit and then came back in and when my experience with drag is i'm not I'm by no means a performer you would never I, this is, i can't stand being on stage our wedding was like a big deal for me to dance in front of people job. oh my god i remember
3: you being really nervous about it mm. i think i
1: was like <laughs> hanging on you back like and before we came out and i was like i don't want to do this and i was in the bathroom with all the queens uh-huh. and they were all looking at me like get your shit together we do this every day you can walk down the stairs and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because Dixie was was in there with us too. And I mean, you want to talk about an interesting wedding day? I'm in there with like my little dress and my curling iron, and there's all these queens in here that look like so stunning. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I wanted to get married. I just was like, I don't want to walk down these stairs. Can we just do it in here? I would have gotten married in that. I mean, the bathroom was really nice. It was was a great great bathroom. It was Mm -hmm. a huge bathroom, but I wanted to get married. I just was very nervous about having to. Dance in front of people and speak and all. Yeah, it was never
3: you, Alex. It was never you. It was never you.
1: (laughs) I know know, she was ready to marry you. Hi, you said hi, and I was like, okay, I stole that way around you. It's pathetic, anyway. But you started, you started drag when you were younger. You left it and then came back to it. But did you find it for you too when you came back in as Trey Suits? It was because you weren't known in Colorado; you were known in Ohio. So then when you came out, (laughs) Uh when you came out here, was it for you? Like you just had to get in there. And then within a year you were on drag nation, which is crazy to think
3: about that. And I feel like probably one of the first Kings to really step on that stage.
1: Well, Bootsy was there, right? Mm -hmm. Oh,
3: Bootsy. That's right. Yeah. But still one of the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, when I moved out here in 2001, I forget. I must have. I mean, this was like pre-internet, like pre-social media. I even forget, but I found
2: YouTube
0: before YouTube. Yeah, 60 South. They were doing a Kings show, and somehow I found I found the show and reached out and got and did a couple shows down there, and then, um, I'm going off. I'm off. How did you get
1: back? How did you get into the Colorado scene? Oh,
0: so then, um, shout out to my friend Jackie who was. Jackie Summers. Fox no, um Foxy Teeny. She okay, thank goodness. Yeah. No. She, <laughs> she, Jackie's a was a drag king, did a did a couple um shows here and there and said, Hey, we're doing a show in Fort Collins at Scr- Scrumpies. Scrumpy's
1: We went to Scrumpy's in Fort Collins. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so I was just this, I just was like, yep, I would love to be a part of that. And um that was like that was the first show I did. Um,
1: yeah. I remember that. I remember that really well, because you are, you are also a, like you were saying, like you, um, I'm looking at Zara performance for you and then for you pageant world, but all of you had in you with dance fitness, all of you were having some level of performance before you stepped onto a drag stage.
2: Yeah. Talent shows in high school for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved mm-hmm. it. I named to do yeah.
0: I had a, I had a certain, um, you know, level of, massive anxiety going I mean I love performing and I think it's 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 fun and it's easy but going back to drag was actually really hard and amazing because looking back like I was so scared to to get on stage because I thought everyone would see me which they were and because <laughs> I was trying to unpack my gender and that
1: was a whole other thing can we talk about that is that something for you too as well like unpacking your gender is that connected to you with performing
2: no, not, no, no. Um, I mean, it, it does help, but um, that's not why. Yeah, drag not for you. Uh, it, it did help me become who who I am, but that's not why I did it. I, I did it because I, I always wanted to be a, a star, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't always the best actor, not the best singer, not the best uh, dancer, but I'm the, put them all together. I'm the best mediocre drag queen. <laughs>
3: And you are nothing, there's nothing about felony misdemeanor <laughs> that is mediocre right now. Absolutely not. That's slay. why we're all laughing. You always slay. Thank One you. of my favorite performers to watch.
1: Thank oh, you. absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Magnetic. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And but, I would say that if you weren't sitting right next to me.
2: Thank you. You better.
1: <laughs> so was there any connection for you with understanding your own gender and how that played out in drag?
3: Not necessarily my gender, but it was a way for me to express. I guess gender, because as so, when I was younger, like I was, I was a very effeminate kid, and I loved traditional um, women, feminine things, and I was always told, no, 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 that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, and so being able to do drag gave me that outlet to really express myself and and it was okay for me to wear wigs and jewelry and heels and paint my nails and wear makeup like it was okay so it was a way for me to express myself through femininity
2: yeah same
3: yeah
0: alok talks about on the podcast we were listening to yesterday about drag is just it's kind of like it's contained expression so I mean, and that's my word, not not alokes, but that I left. I could leave. I could be my gender on stage, but then off stage in the world, I had to put it all deal with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think
2: that's why I haven't transitioned because you know I like you know uh, I I could be both at the same time and not have to deal with uh, any quote unquote repercussions or anything when 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 shit is off.
3: And that's another. And gender for me personally is expression. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't really take it as identity. Like, oh, this is who I am. I'm a man or I'm a woman or I'm both, or I'm none of it. It's, it's all just a way for me to express myself. I express myself through masculinity and femininity, femininity. And, and that's just how I express myself. Like I, I, I consider it a way of expression for me.
1: This is, this is for, for me being, um, I, this has been a real area of growth and expansion for me in the last couple of years that especially as, as as being a partner with someone who did transition because probably like most people I was born and they were like, hey, it's a girl, and here are all the girl things that you're going to do the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, some of those things really align for me and some of those things don't. But I never had the language, especially as a young person to understand that. Mm-hmm. And so I remember Alex, um, I learned a lot from Alex. And one of the things yeah. that Alex had told me was your gender is an expression. It's actually nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. And, but coming up in the, in the, in the socialization at which I did, it is still a very hard thing for me to understand. Yeah, it's a mind fuck. It really is yeah. that, Oh, I don't, I can actually express myself any way I want. And that has nothing to do with anything other than how I might feel that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm allowed to do that. Yep. But I think growing up in the way that Society. I did, mm-hmm. I, I it's, mm-hmm. it's very exciting, but I'm also still really scared.
2: Yeah. yeah we grew up, I don't know how old you are, but I'm sure we grew up. I'm forty-six.
1: In a oh, yeah, see, yeah, forty-seven. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, we we grew up. In I don't a, in look a different like area. you.
1: You have no wrinkles on your face. Right? <laughs> I'm sure I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do wish we were doing this over. We're not doing this one over YouTube, but your face is so beautiful. That's Thank why you. I'm like, how are I? I'm younger That's than yours. you, and I look yours. like shriveled. That's you don't mine. have any wrinkles. Yeah, you either. swear. You okay. stop,
2: whatever. Yeah.
1: Okay, but felony, keep going. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I don't know where I was. Going.
1: Everyone's beautiful. Same same age, and in the way that we were raised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things
2: were totally different from what they are now. You know, if I was a 17 year old growing up, now it would be so much easier too, if I wanted to transition or express myself uh, through a gender identity or clothing or whatever, uh, versus when we were growing up, you know, it was especially well, I grew up in Texas. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. You know, well, there's still that. Yeah. Let's talk about right now, today. Yeah, it's what unbelievable what's happening. That's what I'm saying. Now, like, Texas is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might it, as well live in a foreign country in Texas. Right.
1: Well, you know, so, um, the center on Colfax, which is, uh, you know, here for our listeners, if, if you, if you are not going to youth scene, um, for mental health and, and support the center on Colfax is also your other option. So person that works there, Joe, a little shout out to him. Hey, Joe, he was, he was telling, um, he was saying that they have gotten at the center on Colfax, a ton of phone calls from parents and families in Texas because they're looking to get out of Texas, and they need to know, like, wow. is Colorado a place that we could relocate our family to? Mm-hmm. And like, I just had to like pause on that because think about what it takes and the costs are, that are associated with relocating your entire mm-hmm. family because you support your child and you don't want to be thrown in jail for child support. And the cost of living <laughs> difference
3: between <laughs> Texas and Colorado too. So that's that's something else to be oh it's know, it's sad as well. Like, it's horrible. It is, but that's freaking incredible that
1: they're like hey our family isn't safe here we need to go we need to go and that's a shout out maybe for all of us too to think about if you have any extra things that you can do to support some of these families to get out of Texas Mm -hmm. I know the ACLU is there and they are trying to um very quickly fight a case after Abbott sent that letter and listeners if you don't know what we're talking about Alex and I, I think we'll do a separate podcast on the don't um don't say gay bills and this one in particular that is charging parents who or or educators or anyone really medical providers anybody that provides support for trans children for trans children is 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 that they are classifying as child abuse and you could be thrown in jail so for alex and i we have a child that identifies as transgender anybody in our life could turn us in and have us put in jail because we are supporting that child your child
0: Mm -hmm. Mm hmm super fucked up
1: it really is
3: yeah
2: plain and simple
3: that we think that we're making so much progress and movement and we're not
2: how those assholes in office anyway we know sorry i know we know how yeah sorry i don't even know i asked that yeah i wasn't thinking (laughs) yeah, yeah I was, uh, do you still have
1: picture. ties in texas or are you oh, yeah. like my yeah. family's there so i
2: go visit my mom and my aunts and uncles my grandma and stuff i was just there in for new year's
1: okay yeah do you feel safe when you're there
2: <laughs> i do
0: sorry i know we have like a wrestling match going on with our dogs telling me to push
1: push them away and i'm like i
0: can't
1: yeah i mean love dogs i know what's wrong with them it's like they have this radar that they're like they're doing something important let me make it about me for a minute
3: it's okay it can be about them
2: um i do feel safe for the most part because i just go to places that i've been going to for Mm -hmm. years and years Mm -hmm. so i either you know um home or my family member's house um or the same restaurants or the same gay bars um but as as far as el paso as a whole i i I guess i i yeah yeah i haven't really paraded around el paso like i do here since i left okay yeah Mm. yeah so i want to say yes and and maybe
1: it is really fucked up what's happening there, though, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's it's not just there. I think at last I checked, there's like 250 bills that are across the nation right now that are somehow targeted against the LGBTQ community. The Supreme Court, the case that they're going to be um, presiding over, is is the individual <clears throat> religious rights versus um, LGBTQ rights. I'm fully expecting, given the makeup of the court, that it is not going to side in the favor of the LGBTQ community, which essentially means that anywhere any of us go, if we are ref- refused service because of religious beliefs, we have absolutely no protection or anything that we can do. Mm-hmm. And I say that with like the caveat of like we all know that this happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure we've all been in places where... Alex and I have definitely been in places where they would not check us out and couldn't give us a reason why, other than just no, I'm not going to do this. Um, So we know why, and there's laws so so so-called protecting us right now. But by lifting um, those protections, it just really gives quite a runway for anybody to do whatever they want because they have the support of the Supreme Court to do that. That Mm -hmm. their religious beliefs trump our right to live as everyone else.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: It it makes me so upset, and I like I grew up in the church, like I was religious. I don't consider myself religious anymore, but I'm a very spiritual person and I like believe in a higher power. And when you, if we're gonna talk about the Bible and religion, It's always do the right thing, be good to other people, and I don't understand. I and maybe I miss it or have the wrong Bible, but there was never the oh if they're not if they don't believe in you or believe what you do, then you chastise them and you treat them wrong and you dismiss them, you mistreat them, like. I don't ever remember reading stuff like that in the Bible. Forgive the sinner.
2: (laughs) Forgive the sinner.
3: Mm -hmm. It's just so interesting interesting that this religion, 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 Mm -hmm. quit trying to fucking tell us what we need to be doing. Screw your religion and what you believe in. Believe in it, and that's fine. If I don't, that's fine too. Yeah, We can still coexist. Just leave people alone and let them be themselves. If they're not hurting you, hurting themselves,
1: mind your business. We wish. I wish. Mind I think what frustrates me the most too is that the the quote that we get all the time is from the book of Leviticus, right? And it says, you know, no man should lay with another man. Do we want to talk about the other like 13 things in the book of Leviticus that it says not to do? Mm-hmm. Hello. But we, but we don't talk about those. We only talk about that one sentence. So if you want to quote your bible verses at me, quote then I'm going to ask you, well, what are you, are, you people, are you doing? Are you stoning people? Jesus never these even other spoke things?
3: of homosexuality. Never. His his message was treat others like yourself and love God. That's what he spoke of. And who did Jesus hang out with? I have the a homosexuals guess. and the sinners. <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. That's who he. That's who Jesus hung out with. Jesus was probably a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love <laughs> but like if you want to talk about it let's
1: talk about it i agree that's why when people give me that bible verse, i i'm like can we talk about what else is in that book mm-hmm. because and do you even know no probably Ooh. not have you even read the book no
3: because it does not say be mean to people that are different from you it does not
1: say that <laughs> or strip them of all their rights yes, yeah. it does
3: not say that so what's your issue if you want to start your own mean, cruel religion, then do that.
2: <laughs> you may end
1: up don't, dying.
0: Don't use the we Bible. We can invite a few people to that one.
1: <laughs> so this goes to something we were talking about. That, so you ever know when you like you, you hear something a bunch of times, but then you hear somebody say it to you in a, in a different way, and it's like you've heard it for the first time, the way mm-hmm. that they put it. Mm-hmm. So I had this moment yesterday. We were listening to um, loke. And Alok, um, well, am I saying it, it right No,
0: now? no, you are. It's, it's on um, Abby. We can do hard things yes. on the Abby and Glennon uh, podcast.
1: So if you haven't listened to this podcast, like you have to go and listen to it because the comment that they made was if you are if, like, when you come out, right. And you have that group of people that are like, they're not happy and you have a really hard time, like, you know, maintaining a relationship with them. Some people that's your parents, or maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a friend that you've had for a long time. And then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know what to do with you. And so they can't have a relationship with you. He says it in this way where he's like, that's just them mad that they haven't been able to do what you did. Mm. That's the reflection of it. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me where you know, what is it? And and we have a couple, we there's one specific example in our life right now where somebody is not being kind to someone else who is is coming out and is is in the process of transitioning. And I look at them, and when when they said this on the podcast, it was like that light bulb went on for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so they're just mad that they can't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think of a lot of times when these people are out there preaching homophobia, transphobia. I'm like, what is going on oh, inside you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're just you just gonna
3: be a homo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't.
2: All my bullies in high school turned out gay. They,
3: Did oh they? Oh my really? god, isn't
2: that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. love running I into ended
3: bullies. Up sleeping with one of them—it's one of my favorite things because I got pissed on all the too. time. Um.
1: So what happens when you run into them? Do you say like, I "Look good,
3: I feel good, I'm myself, and I'm proud of who I am"? So I'm like, "What's your fucking problem?"
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: we should
3: remember when you gave me so much shit because you thought you were on top of the world now who's on top of the world how many children do you have by how many other women
2: yeah yeah
3: (laughs) good luck with that
2: i've always been very confident (laughs) after i met my my past bullies i'm like you Mm -hmm. know i'm yeah i'm very confident in who i am and you're lucky that
3: we weren't who we are now then because i probably would have decked your ass in your face yeah
2: we would have been going to high school prison
3: I was very (laughs) non-violent. I was like Martin Luther King, like, no violence. My mom would even be like, if they're messing with you, punch them. Fight them. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I would be like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I'm not going to fight. I'm still that way. Well, now I'm, because I'll go to jail, like adults go to jail when they fight. And i'm afraid of jail like i do not that's not a place I for think me
1: everyone should be afraid <laughs> of jail like, it's terrible I, am- I was
2: there for 18 hours worst 18 hours of my life
3: <laughs> Jail is scary yeah is. i'm not trying to go to jail so yeah so I that's why i don't eat, fight drink, as an adult pee,
2: poop nothing
1: <laughs> for 18 hours 18 hours I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die, die. here." I was there die. too,
0: felony. I was gonna die.
1: How long were you in jail for? Uh,
0: well, not 18 hours, but it was um, for for several. <laughs> 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 72. Let's go with
3: 72.
2: <laughs> Alex was
3: in jail for it was, 72. It was hours. many,
1: many, many moons ago. <laughs> I have seriously lived the most boring life.
3: I've been arrested. I wasn't put in a jail cell, but I was in holding. It's because I had a bench warrant because I didn't go to a court date and I did I didn't I completely forgot, got pulled over for speeding. <laughs> and they were like, so you have this warrant and we're we're gonna have to take you to I was in Boulder and I just start they said jail and and I just start crying and I was like, I can't go to jail. Oh my god. And they were like, we're just gonna take you into the station so you can pay you know the fee the yeah. fine and then you're gonna go no. I, was like, I can't
2: believe i'm going to jail
3: <laughs> i was a mess and they kept saying you're not going to jail listen to me <laughs> i said
2: you're not fucking gonna jail." <laughs> God, I'm <laughs> to jail. I guess, yeah i guess i was in
0: holding too because it was like you can you know we'll, we'll put you in this little cell and then you can call call someone to come get you
1: so this will tell you everything so when i was little my dad took me to the police station where they i think i was getting fingerprinted like they would do that with kids at that age and then they put me in the jail cell and my dad had them close the door and i think it was because like i still vividly remember this because i think he was trying to be like don't
2: ever end up here you're on an episode of scared straight you didn't (laughs) even know it yeah, I'm going to put her on scared straight. Except
0: she's not, still not straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still not straight. I tried. Just, scared. <laughs> just
3: scared. Just scared. Yeah, just
1: scared. But that would be my only time in a jail cell. That was it. I was a little kid and I was like in the cell like, okay, can hey. I come out now? Yeah.
3: The
2: lights go off. <laughs> I went to jail for a marijuana seed in El Paso. Well, it's Texas. I didn't even know it was in my car. Had I known I would have threw that shit out or swallowed it or something, <laughs> you know. But no, yeah, they had to call the search dogs, you know, they, I'm like, you could press, they pulled me over for a suspicion or, excuse me, while black. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and they're yeah. like, well,
1: I'm mm-hmm. like this.
2: So, yeah, they called the dogs and they found just one seed and went to jail.
1: I mean, we could do a
2: seed of marijuana.
1: We could do an entire podcast on okay. just that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I didn't eat nothing. And you'd like to eat. I do. Uh, and you weren't even hangry, was, I'm sure. I was very, I was so scared. It's and scary. It is. I'm like, oh my God.
1: It I have to poop terrifying. in front of these people? Oh my God, that's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. To- like,
2: God. I can't poop in front of you.
1: Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: even know who you, you are. <laughs> I don't even know your name. I would be yeah, that I can't imagine wiping in, the corner, in front of crying, somebody freaking out. Because that's how I was.
2: Yeah, I might as well just, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You guys want to come?
3: <laughs> and that officer he kept saying we're not taking you to jail we are not taking you to jail it's so interesting <laughs> when you cry as like a male presenting person yeah you cry in front of the police and they don't know what to do oh really? they're like
1: I did
0: it too <laughs> uh
3: um um uh uh, I don't know what to do with you. Why are you crying?
1: And like, you just kept crying? They go,
3: I know so many of my friends that have cried mm-hmm. and the cops are like, um, okay, here's the ticket and I, I have to go because I don't know what to do with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I've I've gotten like speeding tickets and stuff like that. And I just I lost my I actually did lose my license once because I had been speeding so much. That they wouldn't let me have a driver's license anymore in your in your Mini Cooper. Listen, I've. I still say that I was very cute in the Mini Cooper. I
3: bet you were super cute in the Mini Cooper. It was a convertible. It was great with blue blue, um, racing stripes. That was always my dream car. I wanted a Mini Cooper. They're
1: super fun to drive, but they do. Apparently, if you do get so many speeding tickets or like running stop signs within a certain period of time, they will take your license. But I was in New York City and I was like, fine, you can take it because I didn't need to drive anyway. (laughs) So it was fine. It was,
3: I got, yeah. So I got pulled over for speeding. It, so I was doing the show in Fort Collins, get to the venue. I don't have any of my clothes. So I had to go back to the hotel. <laughs> so yeah, I was speeding because the show's starting and I'm always running late anyway. Was it at our bar? Was I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and get pulled over on my way back. I'm literally like less than a block away from the venue. Oh. I get pulled over. <laughs> and um, they're running my information. And he's like, do you know your license is canceled? No, and I go, well, what's that? (laughs) Like, (laughs) is it, he's like, well, it's not, he's like, I can't give you a ticket or or arrest you. He's like, it's not suspended, it's just canceled.
0: What?
3: (laughs) Who knew that there was cancel culture for IDs or driver's license? Like I had no idea. It turns out it was a clerical error.
1: Oh my God. Did you get, did you even get to your so show? I had.
3: I did get to the okay. show. Like he was like, I can't really do anything to
1: you. <laughs> were, you cr- were you crying?
3: No, I wasn't, I was, well, I was in drag. So he, <laughs> he was super, that's another thing. If you're in drag, they're like, <laughs> You just, just see Zara's face right now, <laughs> dear listeners. Just stunned. They're Like, I don't know what to do with you.
1: You um, know, there's like a bunch of police officers that are telling the story. Like this one time I pulled somebody over and they were in drag and they started crying it and thought a I man, was taking them but they to They were a
3: woman and it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like, I can't really, I got a ticket for speeding, but he was like, I can't really do anything. He was because like, you had no
1: license technically. Go.
3: But I did. (laughs) I didn't. But I did. It was like in purgatory. My license was. (laughs) But yeah, it was a clerical error, and I had to go like figure it out. And and when I went to, because I was gonna fight the ticket. Stay close to your mic. Oh, sorry. There There we go. go. Hi, hi everybody. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. When I went to like the court date or whatever, and the cop was there and he was like, yeah, I did my research too. And yeah, it was a clerical error. And like, he brought the ticket down because I probably was going like 20 over the speed (laughs) limit, but he brought it down to five. So like, it was a cheaper fine and stuff like that. Like, it worked out well. You could have
1: invited into the show too. He could have been maybe like, you know, his- I think
3: he was just, he was really confused. Like I had this canceled license. He couldn't do anything to me. I was in all this weird makeup. Yeah, he was just really confused.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so can, because I know we're coming up on on time. Can I- ask, um, cause this is, is something i I think felony, I've heard you say this and I just want to understand it a little bit better. So I'm totally changing gears on us. Sorry guys. No, sir. So when, when someone says, Hey, you can use all pronouns for me, as long as it's done respectfully, what does like, tell, tell me a little bit more like what that, what that means to you when you say that, what, what do you want people to understand when you're like, Hey, all pronouns are okay. What does that mean?
2: I'm not a human. I'm not the dumb. I understand the country that never have- sorry. Yes. Prince Prince. Prince. Say, yes. <laughs> um yeah, um I identify as non-binary <clears throat> but uh, I'm male presenting so I understand that you know it, it can be very confusing. But um also you know I'm I'm very feminine and so I embody all that. And so just I'm just speaking for me personally. Yeah. Um so you know if if, if I'm presenting male which I am, you know if you call me he, okay, I get it um but if you also call me she because a lot of my friends call me that's a girl girl okay I get it but um yeah but as as long as if I have a wig on I'm definitely female presenting so I it you know it just kind of goes with it like if I'm male presenting okay call me male, whatever but if I have a wig on you better call me uh she um I don't know if I answered your question
1: Yeah, it did. I did. I don't know. Um, So for one of the things I guess is really important for me to for me to always, you know, can continue on with my learning is that non-binary doesn't actually owe anyone a gender or pronoun.
2: At all. Yeah. Right. Neither does trans, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you could be trans, um, trans female, but, you know, male presenting. And so, you know, it's um, I'm trans to me. But uh, maybe not to you, as as far as as what you can see. So, but yeah, it's it's yeah non-binary. Yeah, sorry, this drink is really strong.
1: I mean,
2: <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why do I feel like this? Wait a minute, it's funny. I feel fine. Wait till I stand up. I'm like, whoa, that just came from the bathroom. That's what oh. happened. I was like, oh, got out of the bathroom. Like, so oh, it's great in here. Yeah. I said, oh, that shower is really nice. <laughs> I might get in there. (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. I like to sit down and (laughs) share.
1: But thank you for taking me through that. Cause that for that's like been such a, and and again, like Alex, you've taught me so much about this because I think I am one of those people for a long time that I thought expression owed you something that in, and when, you know, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, that being the partner of a person that transitioned There was not a lot of information for me as being like, well, no, this is what I've always thought of as gender. This is how my body feels. And then, so not having that lived experience and trying to find like people that would just tell me like, so what is it? What does it feel like? And what feels respectful? Um, it's so nice when people share that with me, because it does help me be a better partner and helps me be a better ally because not all of us have all the same lived experience. And so Mm -hmm. I ask all the questions. I try to do it respectfully. Um, but it is because I genuinely want to know, like when someone says, well, Hey, I'm non-binary, but this is what gender feels like, or doesn't feel like for me. I think sometimes if, if for allies out there, we get so worried about messing it up when we ask so I try to just be respectful and be like, so tell me what I need to know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more like when I'm being respectful, it's like when someone goes out of the way to call me bro or dude, hey, bro. When like you, well, you clearly are talking, you know, to my felony profile, you know, try to insult mm-hmm. me when I reject him or whatever. Okay, whatever, dude.
1: Oh, so they're using it as like a passive aggressive. That's just yucky. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And what about for
2: you?
3: And for me, I just, I... I don't want to say that I don't care, but like, it all feels good to me. All of it. All of it feels good to me. And I, and again, it's, it's also expression. Like sometimes I'm expressing through stereotypical feminine ways. And sometimes I'm expressing myself through stereotypical masculine ways. Like I, I'm at all. And I tell people all the time, we, we, I come from a male and a female, so therefore I'm both. Like we're we're both. We come from both. We we're both. Like we're gonna have some feminine things that we have. We're gonna have some masculine because we come from both male and female. Like it's my
2: clitoris turned into a penis. <laughs> in, yeah. in the womb.
3: Mm-hmm. Like we come from both, and I I just I just feel comfortable, and and I've always been very androgynous, like with just who I am, and and now that I have the language to. Present and use like just like yeah, all pronouns are fine with me.
1: What about you? Are all pronouns fine for you? Um,
0: you know, uh no. I'd I'd, I'm basically like they, he. If me, if I'm, if I would go nitty gritty, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm they all the time, but um, he, of course, in in drag. But I mean, I could even just because I'm trans, I'm as Dr. J has talked about like, you know, the masculine of the center, whatever that that center really is, even though there's just, just be state of being, but I like to present more masculine. So therefore I'm trans masculine, but like being, she being called, she is like, like a, a knife in my gut. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember being called she like in a, <sighs> um, a drag show one time and it was a CIS Gay man, and he did it over and over again. And is so we can go on that that path or not. It's fine, but um, yeah.
1: But I think the 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 bottom line is, politely ask, right? What feels good to you? How would you like me? Call me by my name.
2: Yeah, I'll say, just call me by my
1: fucking Mm -hmm. name. If you don't know, just say, hey, felony.
2: Mm -hmm. Hey, or hey, bitch. Uh, I will accept bitch.
3: (laughs) I have a question, Alex. When someone misgenders you and says she how do you react in that situation
0: well in the situation with at the drag show um all of his friends like stiffened and they were like Mm. there were we were all waiting and it finally they were like he he's 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 he he's he's a a drag king and um and the and he he turned and looked at me and he was like oh oh and I'm looking at him like and and so it was just the point where I politely exited because like mm-hmm. it was the pre-show mingle. So I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there've been other situations where I've been, she, and I just sometimes I'll, I'll pop in and say, Hey, my pronouns, were they, them? And then other times I just, I just let it go because d- depending on the person, if, if it's like more of like a, a, a quick interaction and I don't have the energy or the mm-hmm. space to just mm-hmm. like explain it so i have a question for you like um like i always say girl for everything girl i call everybody girl does what does that offend you if i were to say hey girl you know kylie um we've had a conversation about this too and no actually because especially i guess it's it's the nuances a little bit of drag culture like or maybe it's drag culture maybe it's not but um it almost like yes those are gendered terms like but no <laughs> yeah to me girl means friend hey girl
1: hey girl hey friend i think it might be a little bit of like in community versus out of community because yeah. i feel that way about the word queer If somebody outside of the community calls me queer, I don't like it. Mm. Actually, I don't like anybody. Even when I hear people outside of the community call me a lesbian, I'm like, you don't get to call me anything. But if you're in the community with me, you can call me a whole bunch of things and I'm okay with it because it feels safe.
3: It feels safe. Mm -hmm. And
1: sometimes like, I don't like the way it even sounds coming out of somebody's mouth outside of the community.
2: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I totally feel Mm -hmm. that. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Alex.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I've always (laughs) like, "Uh." Say so, hey girl, I'm like oh shit, <laughs> hey girl, oh, like the other day, I, um, Lex uh, asked, asked something. I said oh, whatever, girl. I'm like oh shit, oh Lex doesn't get <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and yeah. but I think that's the like when you because st- I've definitely stepped in it. Like just that's that's the circle back around. you you know right. That's that's the healing part, right? Mm-hmm, when yeah. you mm-hmm. when you're aware of it, you're like oh god, sorry.
1: Mm-hmm
2: yeah and you know it's always from a place of love for me I'm like hey like i said that's just the way i talk
1: yeah so is this like a little bit you think what people will experience when they tune into your podcast
3: oh definitely
2: definitely yeah yes. maybe a little worse
3: i was just gonna say you might be a little bit more gritty yeah it's gonna be real now that we found out we can use curse words
2: yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, and drink yeah your authenticity will be is just going to be like magnetic like no other god, oh, yeah, we might get banned from the airwaves
1: do you guys have a name for it yet we've been
3: saying f and z but i don't know, I don't know it's, yeah. we're still trying to so one of it was pussy talk we wanted to call it pussy talk i like but, that name. i, like I
1: need out. you all to break that one down for me why would it be pussy talk so <laughs>
3: For me, so when I say like "pussy" and and the c word, Mm -hmm. um, crackers, (laughs) (laughs) cheese. I
2: mean the real salt, like salty. (laughs)
0: Um,
3: It's for me. It's honoring the essence of a woman for me, and and honoring that and and taking a word that can be negative and bad and turning it into something really positive and amazing. Cause I I love women so much. Me too. Um, that's who i was raised by and who i was around and i love women so much and so i think it's like the n-word when black people use the n-word like they're changing it they're making it ours and that's kind of like what i do with with pussy is it's it's honoring the essence of a woman and how i was created and brought into this world like so that's yeah that's that's my peak. No, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Your pussy talk. Mm-hmm. That's my pussy
0: talk. P control. Oh, I don't oh, control is cool. Ah, P control. That was one of my favorite drag numbers that I did. Okay, go ahead.
1: Wait, which one?
0: Pussy control pussy by control. Prince. Yes. P
2: control. I'm into that. Boys and motherfucking girls. Yes. But that's yes, that's a great song.
3: Ah, oh, P control. Yeah.
2: I- yeah that's for this whole song yeah it's called "Pussy control
3: oh that's how
1: we can open it mpg
2: yeah for the gold oh my god
1: that would be that's a great that's a great name i love it p control
2: it could be penis or pussy
1: yeah there's something for everyone who knows (laughs) who knows
3: or it could be something completely different (laughs) part part this is your
2: part
1: professional yeah So what are, what are you, so it, it obviously the, the P control or whatever it's going to be called, what are you hoping people will get from it? Listening to it. What is like one thing you want to do with it? Like for us, it was a lot of times we talk about how we were and people that listen to this, you know, we talked about compet last time. So the, the ways that it, uh, straightness was pushed onto mm-hmm. you and I, we, we talk a lot about like just kind of dissecting and breaking that down being like, Hey, we're your queer, we're your queer friends. It's okay to be queer how to be queer, especially if you were forced into straight straight narratives, mm-hmm. yeah. that's like our one thing that we really like to get across to people. What is, what's like one thing you want your listeners to get when they listen to you?
0: The
2: beauty of queer black joy. I won't give you two. I hope that they leave uh, learning just one thing, whether it be just whatever we talked about, uh, even if it doesn't pertain to them or not. And I want them to leave uh, feeling more happy than they came in, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: feeling better. Yeah, I always want people to leave feeling better than what they came in.
3: And also like, yeah, we as queer Black folks, we go through a lot of shit that's not good, but we overcome and there's Mm -hmm. this beauty and there's this joy. And so I want people to uh, like, listen and hear like, oh, there's a struggle there. There's some negative stuff going on here, but there's also this great beauty and this joy and happiness too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want.
2: I'm going to follow us and tip us money.
1: Yes. You heard it here. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. So yeah. I donate, to donate to you Donate to youth scene Or
2: my personal Vamo account.
1: <laughs> Can we link? The, we'll link it's these for you. It's felony
2: misdemeanor. Yes.
1: It's felony <laughs> t- t- misdemeanor. Zara. And then are you tip dash Sarah? Okay. And
2: cash app. Dollar sign filling this hey, <laughs> and, and folks,
1: we'll put this in the. We'll link it in in for you guys because you you're both just. And thanks so much. I'm for single too, us. so
2: I'm looking for all single daddies. Yeah, I don't care if you have children; I'll spoil them as long as you have a, like a good net income. That's Are what I'm you saying. single too right now? Yeah, I'm dating. She's fucking. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't even
1: <laughs> say it's dating. I'm just, I'm hanging out
3: with someone. She's fucking.
1: But you like this someone. I do like him. You like she's him. She's sucking his dick.
2: We actually haven't had sex yet. And
3: this is a whole other conversation because his parts are way larger than I expected.
2: So she's scared.
3: Terrified.
2: I cannot
1: wait to listen to your podcast. <laughs> I think everyone listening to this podcast is going to be listening to your podcast because Alex always tries for me to get to talk about sex on here. And I'm like, mm, 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 but oh, yeah. I
0: love it. Very Yo, sex we're definitely going to talk positive. about sex.
3: Yeah, I'm sex positive too, which is funny because I'm also a prude with myself. I'll encourage somebody else. You do
2: everything. You go put that with me. In their I'm like, blood. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I could never put my fist in there. You
3: want to do that? Do it! Oh my God, yes! I support you 1,000%. Me, I'm like, oh no, I can't it. Yeah. So, me, I'm like, here, let me I show want you. Everybody to have the best sex the But me. I'm like mm, mediocre sex or something. Just kidding. Okay, I want good sex. I I'm think everybody wants teach good
1: you. sex. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, would we do that on the podcast? Here, where here, you tell Let's people? Google
3: this. You, yes, we yes. need to write this down. Yes, yes we're totally going to do, gonna do uh-huh. that. We're so going to have a sex positive. D- yes.
1: Black queer joy. Mm-hmm. A- queer joy. All this is the stuff that people can expect. Body
2: positivity. Yeah, all
3: yes. about that.
1: I need to listen to your podcast. We'll talk oh about
3: food. We're gonna talk about food. Lots of food. I love food. Drinks, mm-hmm. trends that mm-hmm. are going on. I
1: mm-hmm. love it. Sex positive and shit that bothers us. Yes. Can you talk about sex positive for like reformed Catholics? One thousand percent. Yes, do it.
2: <laughs> Go suck that dick. Yeah, it's okay. And do God it in says the it's okay. <laughs> Jesus says it's okay. <laughs>
0: Maybe not dicks <laughs> over here.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe not. Okay, well,
2: go put your face on someone's genitalia.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> put <laughs> your mouth on someone's genitalia.
3: Yes. And enjoy it. That's Make right. yourself love it.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> whatever that genitalia is.
2: Yes, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. All genitalia.
1: Mm-hmm. This is the best mm-hmm. podcast ever. This is because this is the shit Alex wants me to talk about all the time. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Alex, we can't talk about that. Mm. My no. parents listen to this. <laughs> Hi, mom and dad. Well, I hope
2: y'all are doing it. Well, you know your mom and dad had sex. Yeah, hey, your mom sucked your dad's
3: dick. Okay, right. I got it.
1: <laughs> mom, dad, I love you. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> don't apologize. It. It's okay. Encourage them. Sex positivity. Yes. Yes. She's done
2: it before. You got to admit it. Come on, oh, Kim. Admit it. God. Admit it, Kim. And if she do. hasn't, <laughs> she's gonna do it now.
3: Well,
1: and I hope. I hope is. I'm gonna move this away from my parents because I don't think <laughs> any of that necessarily like to think of that no, right sorry sorry Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Salvaggio yeah. <laughs> but I, do, I, I actually would love to do this again and talk about being sex positive because yes. I think it's some insight that I definitely need because you get people on our podcast have heard this I was I wasn't taught about sex and the first time I learned about it it was from a priest and he oh that's wrong person. I know I mean talk about the wrong person to teach a little yeah. gay girl about sex I am And they told me that masturbation was a sin. And so I was, I think I was 13 at the time and I didn't know what masturbation was yet. That really, and I've had like That's a couple. A yes, I've they're had jerking like, off every day. I know, and they told us, and I, and all I remember is, and it they was, told a, you
3: they were jerking off every day. No, 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 no. <laughs> You know no, they were, it though. was.
1: Um, oh yeah, like our Catholic school was. It wasn't all girls or all boys. It was. Uh, it was everyone. And I remember if his name was Monsignor Bierster. So anybody else that survived Monsignor Beersteing Beerster So oh, like anyone else that Bears? like survived St. Joan of Arc in Pennsylvania, like you're gonna remember this, but he would put and it was we were in eighth grade and Monsignor senior and he was really old at the time like 70s or 80s wow. and he came so like in. joe biden yes in fact he kind of looked like joe biden oh my god yes Could and he you came in. joe biden
3: trying to tell you about sex <laughs> And
1: and he's like, so masturbation is wrong. And I was like, I don't even know what masturbation is. And all I remember is all the boys in the class were like real fidgety and like, (sighs) because they were, because they probably were at that time, they were masturbating, but you know, sometimes with girls, like maybe they're a little bit later, maybe they are around them, but I love
3: it when women tell me about them masturbating. It's my favorite really yes i love hearing women tell me about masturbating because i feel like for a long time i didn't think women did
1: oh and that's a problem that we think that right Mm -hmm. and i don't want women to think that masturbate oh you have to put it in there
0: yes i know there's that whatever that that article that talks about you know give your 13 your 12 13 year old daughter
1: a vibrator and be like go experiment Mm -hmm. well because they say with girls is that too young or is, I don't know. So I, I've definitely with all the kids I've talked about masturbation and like normalized it from like a pretty early age. That's like awesome. I remember our, my daughter being like eight years old and we were driving home from Wyoming and she was like, I am going to masturbate when I'm older. And I was like, <laughs> yes, you are. I yes. have done my job as a mother <laughs> that awesome. I have broken out of the Catholic don't do this. But the way I explained it to both of my children was that I didn't want them to be their first time. Having an orgasm with being another, ashamed. being ashamed or thinking that it was about like the other person and attaching mm, all, and I'm she like, you
0: can do it. All you can yourself.
1: actually, and it's important that you love yourself and yep. you understand your own body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just remember, I was like, Kim, you gotta just dive into this because you want your kids to be sex positive, and I mm-hmm. want them to be body positive. So it was almost like I had to teach them the opposite okay. of what. I was yep. given and this is nothing against my mom and dad are amazing and wonderful people different. but as times are different and they did the best that they could with what they knew that's why there's
2: so many baby boomers back
1: then because mm-hmm. they didn't just take care of things themselves
2: yeah they're just fucking. yeah
1: yep. but i would love to have you come back on and talk about sex positive yeah. All, yeah. all of it to so be amazing i need to start listening to myself about sex listen to myself more yeah, yeah. Well, the permission that you give other people other that you people. might not be yeah. giving
3: yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's because of how I was raised and taught. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So
0: that voice is
3: not your own. It's not. I don't know whose it is. Uh, who's,
1: who's it's it not, not Jesus.
3: It's not Jesus. It might be Noah. Fucking Noah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Fucking Noah, man. It
3: might be Noah. Oh, stupid Noah.
1: All right, well- let's wrap this one and then let's have we'll keep you guys tell us the title that you come up with and where our listeners can find it and what else do we got to do is that it we do all the things at the end yep
0: um all right balls of magic make sure to go to youth scene on instagram i always forget all the things instagram facebook tiktok twitter, twitter. what else are we on only fans only fans okay <laughs> We're not doing anything.
2: <laughs> We're all just doing the drop challenge.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's nothing sexual. It's yeah, just yeah. an OnlyFans. Because I think OnlyFans started with, like, women who, like, knit it.
0: Yeah, it was or weird. something. It was yeah, weird.
3: like, it was nothing sexual to oh. start off. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard people make a good living on OnlyFans. Yeah. I had to hear that, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have an OnlyFans. Maybe I'll get one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've seen on all those platforms. You can also go to youthseense.org, throw yes. some money, and you can email us, Kim and I, at how to be queer podcast at and find us on uh TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: And felony misdemeanor and Miss Zara.
0: Yeah, I'll have all the things. I'll put it in a in a post. You yes. both are amazing. Thank You're you for amazing. spending this fun. time with this us. Was this was, awesome. was really so fun. Thank you time. so much.
1: I can't wait to have you all back. And then next time, I think when we're on, we are going to talk about that podcast a little bit more around gender. And so if you uh, listeners, if you want to keep up to date with us, it is on, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wombach. The book is also called, um, what was the title of the book? We ordered it. We're going to be reading it, read along with us.
0: Well, they have two, maybe three or four different books. One of them is called beyond the gender binary. Um, and I don't remember the other ones
1: but we will be reading it, read it along with us. And that way, when we break it down in our next podcast, you're, you're right there with us, folks. Okay, till next time. Till next time, we love you. Believe Bye. In Jesus. Bye-bye.